Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am Ifa Bayo. I want you to grab a chair, mat, a towel, a blanket, or just cop a squat. Get you some tea, some coffee, some water, some juice. Hell, it's three o'clock somewhere. I, I'm grateful. So that was Wake Up Everybody, How Melvin and the Blue Notes with Teddy Pendergrass. Let me tell you a little bit about that song. First of all, let me tell you, let me tell you this. Uh, when I was a young girl, I went to, back this was years ago, Roland was the counselor of the, um, Summer, summer camp in PS40, right? And they was rolling, big dude, kind of looked like uh, Superfly, right? Cool dude, cool black dude, streets, you know, but he wanted to, you know, make sure he take care of the kids for the summer. He'll, I seen this man take free lunch out of the kitchen and go give it to families. That didn't have it. Like, yeah, he he was the first, right, back in the day. So, you know, they would, we would put on shows, you know, uh, arts and craft. Like, you always had something. Roland didn't, like, he was that, that guy that would, you know, make sure every department or every little session with kids, like, we were learning something. So, they had a dance class. And, man, I wanted to dance for this the song was Wake Up Everybody. We had to have uh, yellow and white. White pom-pom socks, which that was new. My mom and my dad worked. And they couldn't afford it to get me, you know, the outfit that the girl wanted us to get. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, thinking about it now, you know, back then people were on fixed incomes. Right? And they were working. My moms and dad had a house, five kids. You know, I'm not making excuses, but, you know, that was the time. And this chick wanted, I never forget. She was like, oh, well, if y'all can't afford it, y'all can't dance. Oh, man, I wanted to dance. So I found <clears throat> this yellow bathing suit that either somebody gave to my mom or whatever, but it was a little bit too small, right? Up in the crack of my ass. Um, but I was 11 years old and then my mother, you know, made my sister and them go up on the Avenue to get me the pom-poms, right? They didn't have, she wanted white with yellow and they didn't have the yellow side to wear, you know, white on white, which was sad, but I still danced. Now, I was a young girl at 11 and I was very hairy, even down there, Right? This chick, she was like, well, if that's what you got to dance in, not caring for the youth, right? But we, we talking years ago, right? Over 40 years ago. So I danced. I did. I danced. Um, little black girl dancing to this song. You know, they had to wake up all the builders, wake up all this, you know. Um, my mom let my hair hang like my hair was down to my ass uh when I was coming up and my mom let my hair hang 
and just seeing and remembering that part, right, was was like so sad. But I love my sister and them because, you know, my, my sister and them, they always spoke up. And um, my brothers and them, <clears throat> like people would drop their kids off in this dance class and leave. My brothers and them stayed there. Like my mother, I don't know why, but my, and I'm very grateful now. But my mom's like, yo, don't leave her. I don't give a fuck what go on. Don't leave her. Do not leave her with those fucking people. We don't know those people. So while I was dancing and practicing, my brothers and them would be sitting there popping shit, doing whatever, flirting with the girls that was teaching us or whatever the case may have been. But they never left. You know what I'm saying? Now, for the ones that did get left, you know, that did, for some strange reason, the parents trusted them. They would torment them, take their candy, take their chips, talk about them, you know, fuck with their hair, their clothes. You know what I'm saying? So that was another reason, right? So I'm I'm very grateful. But, you know, the part that I mentioned about the hair was my mom's and them made, uh, like, took some material and made a skirt around it when they noticed when I came in before the show started. And my mom's made us, you know, took some material that she had and wrapped it around me. Because the girl would have let me dance with her evil ass. And for the life of me, they weren't even from around there. So, you know, they came from other parts to come and work at 40. But I'm grateful for that. I am grateful for that. Um, so even back then, you know, people would do things to children and... They would, other people would cheer it on, laugh, or make a joke out of it, and watch it. And this is, you know, so I, I was asleep. And for some strange reason, it was like I was, like, back at that moment, right? Seriously, back at that moment when I was dancing and I heard the song in my sleep and in a dream. And I'm like, what the fuck? But I remember seeing these girls that were our counselors that were there to watch us and teach us dance, make fun of the girls, crack jokes, laugh about them. And here we are, 11, 10, 12, the oldest was 12, to where you're fucking with our self-esteem. You are belittling us. We're not going to go home and tell our parents because, well, most wouldn't, because we want to dance. We want to put on the show, you know. Now, the ones that did tell, their parents took them out, argued with them. Some of them had fights. Like, yo, don't say that smart shit to my sister, you know, whatever. And they'll take them out of the whole program. So now you're sitting home. And you can't be a part of the program. You can't be a part of the summer camp. So it was really, like, so bad. You know what I'm saying? But we as kids, we didn't tell because we didn't want to be punished. We didn't want to be looked at in a bad way. We didn't want, you know, people to know, yo, my parents couldn't afford this or couldn't afford pom-poms. You know what I'm saying? Like, and back then, they were $2. So... It was all, it was a lot to take in from a child's perspective. But I'm grateful that my mother made that decree to say, 
Because they could have been popping shit about me. But my brother's in them there. So when I left now, they could have been talking about me for the guards. But while I was there, nah, you ain't, you ain't, yo, what you say about my sister? Like that, I, we would hear that. Like, yo, what you say about my, yo, come here, Donna. What'd she say? She said that, you know, I can't afford, who the fuck are you? Like that's how that conversation would go. And then it would be, I was only playing, you know, horse. So, man, I wouldn't say that, Denise. I wouldn't say that to your sister. So it was that part. You know what I'm saying? So, in a way, it was, but it, it embedded in us. Like, yo, you don't leave. Yo, I don't give a fuck. And people would, you know, my brother's friends would be like, yo, I'm walking to the store. Nah, I can't leave. I got to wait. Yo, he just going to the store. Nah, unless I can take her with me. Nope. Nah, you going to have to wait, player. Like, they didn't leave, you know? So when I woke up, I woke up to this, this post. And let me give you a little bit of a summary, a history, right? Um, predators, people that prey on children. They surround themselves around powerful people or at least people of stature. They get the child to trust them. They play on the parents by offering or doing favors for the parent, knowing that maybe the parent can't afford it. And the parents look at it as, oh my God, it's a gift. Oh my goodness, thank you. And in reality, it's not a gift. They just brought your child. Um... They get to, to get the child to trust them, to build somewhat like a, a sick, tormented bond. And then they violate these kids. Back in the day, coming up in South Jamaica, you had to survive. If you didn't survive, you, 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 know, you, you were a victim. You know, um, and a lot of them got out physically, mentally, they're still stuck in that South Jamaica. A lot of things happened to a lot of children and a lot of people just sat back and watched. I told you about my experience with Kasim Jennings. Yeah, I say names when it's mine because it's, it's my story. And people knew. A lot of family members had to know because they turned to Jesus. You know, God see. Can't wipe that that bloody rag fucking clean. So, and, and they knew. They knew. But, you know, praying, praying to make it go away. It didn't go away. Um... But you had a lot of people that went through hell. And they had to suffer in silence. And a lot of them turned to drugs, prostitution. A lot of them took their lives. A lot of them went crazy. Crazy. And a lot of them live a double life. They'll fuck with a woman during the day. And at night, you'll see them prostituting in some gay area. A lot, a lot, a lot of people were hurt. I'm not going to say names in this, and it's not a legend, but I'm not going to say names in this one. But I will read the letter 
Not even the letter, the post. And it's just, it's just truly sad. So I'm going to read it. Bear with me. And it's from a young man. It's from a young man, and I'm going to delete the name. But the post is real. And it is public record, but it's real. It says, well, today is the day I'm letting go of something that destroyed my childhood, destroyed many of my past relationships, destroyed me from knowing and loving me. From the age 11 to 12, I was being molested in my after-school program. We call the community center in the projects by the counselor who was trusted to protect and monitor the children. They hired a predator, and he posted the guy's name. Grown man used to grab me and pull me in the closet and force my pants down to allow him to suck on my pee-pee and tricked me to go and get a board game out the closet in the hallway. And while I'm grabbing the game, he slides in the closet and starts grabbing on me. Another time, the kids were sent downstairs to the computer room. He would be hiding in the little staff bathroom downstairs. And as soon as I pass the staff bathroom, here this nigga goes, grabs me, pulls me in the staff bathroom to suck on a little boy. I knew it wasn't right because of the way I felt being trapped in there. He was and still is a predator, preying on the innocent. For a long time, I hated myself because of it. I blamed myself. And everyone else except him. And that's how that destroyed my life. By holding that in. Well, I'm giving that shit back to him because he owns that, not me. Plus, I'm setting myself free. Internal damage. God is great. So if I truly love you, Lord, I can forgive him. He's a sick man. And I know he did the same to other children. And that's the only thing I'm mad at myself about. Holding that in for so long could have prevented it from happening to someone else. Who knows? But if anyone else out there, he bribed, tricked, and forced to prey on you, expose it. It will set you free and help the predator. No one's perfect. I have a few amens, and I have to make also because of my sicknesses. You will not be held accountable for what you did not know. But when you know, you will be judged. God bless you. I read that and I was, I was hurt. I was hurt. I jumped up. I got it maybe about 2 a.m. in the morning. I jumped up and man, let me, let me tell y'all. When you allow your child because someone has a title, someone's this, someone's that, or who they hang with. So they can't bother kids because I know this person. I don't give a fuck who it is. Nah. You tell me. Nah. I remember when it was a sister that ran down there at that said community center. She wanted to fuck him up, but no one knew why. See, People were embarrassed back then. And then the people he was associated with, 
Nobody didn't want that. They didn't want to lose their apartment. They didn't want to lose their jobs. They didn't want to lose, or the parents was on drugs. I don't give a fuck how much drugs they were on. They knew their kid was being touched. But we, as a people back then, you swept it under the rug. You know, like the molesting grandfather and, and uncles and aunts that would come to the fucking picnic and the barbecue and we'll overlook them, but we'll talk bad about our gay or our lesbian goddamn family member. We won't let them come, but we'll let the molester come. Folks, we had it backwards. We did. We had it backwards. You know, each and every time we think about it, we had it backwards. But we, we, we thought we were doing what was right by hiding. By hiding. Why this motherfucker was still alive is always beyond me. But, hey. But by hiding it. Not knowing we were destroying the child. Because their innocence was gone. Their innocence was gone. You can't get that back. That's gone. You know? Uh, and, and he would buy these kids and take them to PA. To different little resorts. But you know what I said? When I got the letter, the post, and I was talking to one of my good, good girlfriends, I said, even the counselors that knew about it, that witnessed it, they should die or go to jail too. Yeah. Just like I said, R. Kelly shouldn't be sitting in prison by herself. Those fucking parents that knew that was getting the shiny little cars and gifts and all that because you sold your fucking kid, they should go to jail too. Yeah. I'm serious. But see, people don't want to be exposed. See, oh my goodness. I don't give a fuck. I was a crackhead, okay? I, I remember Anna. Oh, my God. I shared that story. Anna was the one. She stood up. She stood up. But because she was a crackhead and because she had her family living in one room, one bedroom apartment, that's what they threatened her with. But Anna didn't give a fuck. Anna was like, yo, I don't give a fuck. But her voice couldn't be heard because she was dismissed. Because of her lifestyle. How the victim now becomes the one that's the problem. I'm sitting here. I'm ringing the horn. I'm telling you. This person is molesting little boys. But because she's a crackhead, I'm going to look at that. Oh, you're a crackhead. You're going to lose your apartment. You'll lose them kids. You better not say nothing. So my silence, I got to be silenced because now y'all threatening me. But y'all see this motherfucker raping the young boys and doing this. Y'all see this shit. Y'all know this shit. And y'all laughing. Y'all laughing because the mothers may not be educated. Or the mothers don't have all of that. See, he ain't fuck with those drug dealer kids. Those motherfuckers that fathers and daddies so drug. He ain't fuck with them. He did not fuck with them. He knew who to fuck with. That's why I said predators. He knew. He was not touching those big time kids. What? They would have found his ass somewhere stinking. Him, his mama, everybody. But they ain't fuck, he ain't fuck with them. He fucked with the ones that parents worked. They couldn't afford things. Parents were on drugs. Parents that were strippers. Like he knew. He preyed upon those that he knew. And those dudes that are walking around here smoked out. The ones that are walking around here fucked up in the head. Those were his victims. We know who they are in South Jamaica. We know. We truly know. But no one's saying nothing. And this young man said, hey, say something. But because of embarrassment. See, because these men now are living double lives. 
They knew as kids, 11, 10, nigga, you should be, and there's no statue. His ass still can go to jail. There's no statue. But you know what? I understand. I don't agree with it, but I understand. Because when you come out and you start saying, hey, this person was raping me. And everybody know, and everybody get together, oh my God, oh my God. Guess what? Now you're looked at. You might have been the flyest nigga over in South Jamaica, but the first thing a, a person would say, oh, you a faggot? No, I was a child. I didn't know no better. I didn't. I didn't know no better. And the fathers were never in the picture. Boyfriends was. Baby daddies was down the block fucking somebody else. So that's how he prayed on them. Because their fathers didn't step up. Fathers didn't step up. Let me tell you, when they were saying, uh, my son's grandmother, she lived in the project. She said, I want to put your son in after school. I said, you want me to go to jail? In the community center? Nah, he can't go. I remember when Devon was like, hey, we're going to put him in. Nah, he can't go. Nah, because see, I'm going to jail. See, I, I, I know what the fuck. I heard about the stories. Nah, I'm going to jail. My son didn't go. And I remember when my daughter's grandmother was like, oh, we're going to put, no, we're not. Because we, we we will be in prison. We will be in prison. Because first of all, if it wasn't the rape, it was those fucking petty ass women that were working there that would pinch and hurt your kids. Hit mine and Jesus is not stopping me from coming in there. So no. So I was labeled as, no, she's the ghetto one. Uh-uh, no. That's right. Leave mine the fuck alone. See, when I was younger, I hung in the street. I partied. I did all that. When I start having kids, now it's a different ballgame. Because, see, can't nobody speak for them. I already know what y'all motherfuckers capable of doing. I watched how y'all treated me when I told y'all about Kasim. So I know damn well y'all won't go near mine because I'm killing every, I'm killing y'all grandmamas. I'm not playing. So that was my mentality. I was already broken because the same people that you would sit around to say, yo, I'm here for you. When shit hit the fan, niggas thin out. Or they go over there and start going in a cluster. Or they was all hanging with the fucking predator because the predator gave them gift and gossip. See? So, oh, your man, I heard your man was sleeping around with this one. So, yeah, yeah, uh-uh, uh-uh. He, he was the gossiper. So, yeah, nah. It's just sad. It's fucking sad. It's despicable because we, we believe these people. We think because they have a title that they will not fuck with our kids. Oh, my goodness. No, no, we don't vet people. Are we? Well, such and such, you know, they said their kids was over there and they was doing good. They, they are doing excellent in school. Well, do your kids talk to you? Do they? No, you know, but they just love him. They always want to be under him. Okay. All right. Uh, nah, that's okay. Uh-uh. No, <gasps> excuse me. No, nah, that's cool. No. Or um, you have to leave them here. No, I'm not leaving them here. No, nah, no. And imagine all those other kids that saw that. Imagine. It was one year, the community center in South Jamaica, those numbers went down. At first, they was jumping. Everybody was trying to put their kids in there. Still heard the rumors, though, mines wasn't going. And then, after a while, it wasn't a lot of kids. People started taking their kids out because... After that woman came down there and started going off, motherfuckers was like, wait, hold on. We didn't have proof, but we kind of knew why she was down there. But 
you know, nobody didn't know because she didn't share that part. So, you know, motherfuckers just stopped taking their kids. Like, nah, they, they, they started, you know, putting their kids other places. They didn't, Amistad was open. So that's where my kids went to Amistad. That, that's where they went. We wasn't, you know, shout out, God bless the dead, to Tracy's mom and them, because they wasn't playing that game. Nah, you can see, you can come here at any time. Ain't no, why you here? No, fuck that. My kids is here. I'm, I'm walking through these doors all the time. And they encourage for parents to come and, uh, you know, volunteer and stuff. Community center didn't do that. You just dropped your kids off. So you thinking you partying, chilling, all of that. You don't know what the fuck is going on down there. Nah. And I remember my daughter cried. Isha cried because she wanted to be a part of the Girl Scout. And I, I couldn't do it. I could not do it for the life of me. I was like, yo, no. No. First of all, half those girls in there, they, they ain't like me. So nah. Uh-uh. And the other, and the other thing, I, nah, you, you ain't touching my son or my daughter. Nah, that's okay. No. And my daughter cried. She was like, Mom, we live in the prices. Why can't I go? No. No. And I did not let them go. And it's sad. Because even the kids now that are now adults are talking about it. They remember those times that those incidents where this counselor pulled on this girl's hair. She kept talking about her father or, you know, um, showing pictures like the father may be cheating on the mom with one of the counselors. Like all these stories now coming out. And it's just sad. It's sad because these are supposed to have been these children's great years of learning, of self-discovery, of being a child. Here it is. This is a summer camp after school program. You're supposed to be safe in your environment. But you're hiring fucking predators and sick, demented bitches that were destroying these kids. And the ones that knew should rot in hell or rot in jail right with them. Yeah, because you didn't do anything. You didn't do nothing. You allowed this shit to happen. But I got to give it to shout out to Miss Potter, God, wherever she is. And shout out to Miss Clayton. God bless the dead. Because, see, one time that fucking predator was over there working at summer camp. And baby, when I tell you those women were on it, they made it tell the public, but they let you know your child was safe. Mm-mm. No, no, no. You don't, you don't take them kids because, you know, they did the paperwork to sign your kids in and stuff, right? And they was like the administrator for the summer youth. And when it was time to take like kids to the bathroom, things like that, they wouldn't allow that predator to do it. That's the one thing I will remember that shit. They wouldn't allow the predator to do it. And I remember when I signed my son up and my daughter, that was the first thing I told Miss Potter. I said, yo, he ain't going to be fucking with my kids, right? And Miss Potter was like, no, mm-mm, no. And she just, she was like, calm down. I said, okay. Like, I, I, I may not have proof, but the streets don't lie. Streets don't lie. So, nah, not one time. Mm-mm. And I remember when Lisa and them used to watch my kids and they'd be like, oh, we was at, they don't spend the night over there. She was like, no, no, I watch your daughter. When I had Shalisa, I watch your daughter. I don't let her go nowhere. I don't leave her. Don't leave mine. She was like, no, I know, I know. But they knew. Lisa and them knew. Lakia and them knew. They knew. They knew. But the first thing they said was, no, not my kids. Yeah, okay. See? It's that, it's, the village has been separated because as long as it's not my kids, it's not a problem. He can go out there and molest and rape and do whatever to these kids out there. But it's not my kids, so 
It's not a problem. It's not it's not bad. It's not that. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And it's it's just but we all have our, our darkness. But some of our fucking darkness is, man. Some of our darkness. And who's to say what happened with all those boys and why he became that way? Who's to say? But I'm here to tell y'all, man. Watch your babies. And don't think, oh, because she's a woman. Women don't know. Women are fucking predators, too. A lot of these young boys, they first fucking sexual experience is being raped. Yo, this brother, you know, that's why I said when guys open up to you, men open up to you. Listen, don't judge. He said... You know, my mom, she used to go to work and the babysitter, he said, I was, I was nine. He said, she would lay me in the bed and, and suck on me. And I was like, oh my God. He was like, yeah. He was like, you know, so here it was, you know, I just, it felt good. And I'm like, at nine, you wasn't even coming. Like you didn't even have a wet dream. He's like, no, but it felt good. Like, I didn't know. And I was like, you never told your mom? And he was like, no. You know, she was the babysitter. My mother trusted her to watch us. So she had to be good, right? That was supposed to have been good. And I'm like, wow. Oh, my God. And, you know, as he got older, because she did it for some years. As she got older, until he was 9 to maybe like 12, she would ride him and do all these sexual acts to him while the other kids were asleep. And, you know, he said he didn't know. He didn't, he didn't think it was, it was wrong, you know. But she took a shine into him. And it's sad because his relationships were emotionless. It's just something that you do. You know, this is sex. It's something that you do. It's just, you know, it feels good. But I'm not giving myself to you completely because that first experience was a rape, was a rape, was wrong, it wasn't right, <laughs> and these women think that shit is cool, like, oh, he's young, no, 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 it's not right, it's not healthy, and we, we won't check, and our children get abused in their rape, and you can't get those innocent years back. You can't, you can't get that shit back. And I'm, I'm sitting there like, yo, and for people to just, you know, let's just say this guy, the, the, the black hotel guy, right? I don't want to say his name, but, um, here it is. He's dating a mom. The mom's thinking he's gonna, yeah, she made some choices, bad choices. But she's in a relationship. She thinks he's this guru guy, black America. Her, her daughter is not communicating. So she goes and tells the guy, you know, he go, oh, well, I'm going to a club and I'll take her with me. He never made it to the club. Why would you take a 14-year-old to a club is beyond me. But okay, you take her to a hotel, you get her drunk and you rape her. And the daughter tells you know, but because of who he hangs with and because he wrote books and he's in this, this, this limelight, 
people will label the 14 hours. Well, she's fresh. She's grown. Why was she there? Because her mother something there. Well, the mother is stupid. Yeah, she made some bad choices. And definitely that was one of them. But if that's her man, in her mind, I'm just assuming. I don't know. Here, go and talk to her. Because I don't know what's going on. Maybe you. that's what you do for a living. You talk to people. So, here's your chance. And he took that chance. He raped her. And he got in jail looking all sad. Not taking up for yourself. None of that. But, okay. Well, the truth is going to prevail. And everybody, because he wrote 90 books, he can't do that. Why? You, 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 you live with him? You know his history? You know any of it? R. Kelly is a great musician. Nigga writes songs. But now all this is coming out. Raped those girls. Gave a lot of them herpes. Raped boys. Because of who he hung with. His statue. But he let you know. He would. He would. He would. He would be felt up from his own mom. And he would put the lipstick on. After she drinks it from the cup. He would put it on. His sister touched him. His brother. So he already. Come, he's, he's doing. What he assumed was natural. We, we, we have to learn to talk to our kids. We have to make it safe for our kids to talk to us. We have to protect our babies. And for those people that witnessed it, that sat there and you hear, hey, you know, such and such is taking those kids in the bathroom and sucking them off. What? Call the police. Call the police. Talk to these kids. Yo, we, we're not doing... We're not doing our part. The first thing we do is grab our babies, put them in the house, close our windows and doors, and be like, well, our kids are safe. Yeah, but what about the rest of the children in the village? What about them? Because they have to eventually grow up to be adults if they make it. So you're just allowing. And those people, that because you're scared to say something, you have a voice. You have a voice. And like he said, if he would have spoke up before, he would have prevented so many other young boys from doing that. And there was once where he took a young boy and two other people on a trip and the young boy drowned. And he stopped taking people. That boy could still be alive today. Offering children gifts. Buying them. Buying their friendship. Not knowing. Buying it for sexual favors. I mean, these could have been prominent black men of our community and they were violated. This is just one part, one little dash in the world. So many other stories. And we, as people, we got to do better. We got to start protecting our children. No, 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 we're not leaving them. No, uh-uh, no, baby. Uh, before they just going to spend a night at your house. I told you about my daughters and them aunts and them. No, the way y'all talking, my children are not staying here. No, it's okay to say no. No is a complete sentence. Hear you thinking. And rumors. Yeah. Oh, it's a rumor. Yeah, 
Well, did y'all ever look into it? No, no, you know, because I can't believe he would do that. I can't believe that people painted Jesus white. I can't believe they made a myth real, but they did, and it lived forever. So, uh, hello. But it's just, it's emotional. It's sad because I know a few of these brothers, and their lives is fucked up. They smoked out. They're crazy. They're crazy. And it's, it's just sad. Sad that we are we are not pit bulls. And like I said, my moms used to make my brothers and them, don't leave her. I don't give a fuck. Don't leave her. And I used to tell my kids the same thing. No, you don't leave your sister and brother. No, I don't give a fuck. I don't care how many friends beg you somewhere. Let me find out. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah, that was my, I had to threaten them. Don't leave. Because you know how kids are. Oh, I'm going to be right back. You good? I'm going to run to the store. My brother, horse and man, wasn't doing that. When they friends just like, come on, man, your sister good? Nah, nah. Because, see, from them being there and not leaving, they witnessed how they would pull on other little girls' hair and do all of that. And my brother, horse, used to always say, God bless the day. He used to be like, yo, don't pull my little sister hair. Like, yo, just because your boy had ass don't have no hair, yo, don't pull my sister hair. Like, that, that was that because they witnessed it. They saw it. They seen what they were doing. And my brother would tell me, yo, if somebody in here do something to you, open your mouth. Fuck them. Like, you know, so it wasn't like that with everybody else. You have some girls that drop off their little sister and they gone. They in some nigga face. They in the park. They doing something. My brother and them would sit there. It was, they would call it, it was really the staff um, cafeteria. Downstairs, you have the big cafeteria in PS40. Then you walk going toward the double doors. There's a door on the side. And you would, um, you can go in that room. And that was like the smaller cafeteria. It's really for um, the, the staff. And we would be in there practicing our dance steps. And they would, they would pull little girls' hair. They would talk about their clothes. They would talk about asking little girls if they liked the, the girl's brother. Um, who your brother dating? Who your brother with? Is it this girl? Is it is it this one? How many people come to your house? Like they would do shit like that. Or um, your mother brought you these sneakers. Let me see, and they'll try them on. If they fit them, tell your mother you lost them. Or they switch. Here you put on mine. And little kids, we you know they know, but they don't know. So it's things like that. Like, here it is, because it was a few times parents would come up there and the young girls would quit. Back then, Shell Toe Adidas was, was it, white on white or whatever. And I remember it was one dance girl, her name was Michelle. And the young girl that was dancing with us, she had her Adidas. They wore the same size. She gave her her fucked up sneakers. I, for like me, I don't remember the sneakers she gave, but she traded her. And she took the Shell Toe Adidas. And... She took those, and um, she didn't come back to work. And the mother came up there breaking where my fucking daughter's sneakers at. You know, there's some shit. What about y'all staffs? They fucking think. And that girl didn't come back. They didn't, She didn't come back to that fucking school. She got her pair of sneakers and kept it moving. Shorty, you know. So my mom and I, listen, I ain't had old shell toe. But my mother used to always say, you leave here? Because I used to have these red converses. Oh, my God. 
I loved my red Converse's. And they were a little bit too big on me. But I didn't give a fuck. I loved them. I would wear them all the fucking time. And first of all, wasn't nobody going to trade with me because I wasn't. They called them skippies back then. Not knowing these motherfucking sneakers is worth a, gr uh, a grip right now. But back then they were, oh, you wearing, you wearing a rejects. Oh, those are rejects. Nobody wearing those. Those are rejects. But I love my red Converse's, honey. And they called them skippies. I didn't give a fuck. That was my best sneakers. So I ain't had to worry because they used to be like, oh, y'all poor. You got on rejects. Look, you got on rejects. Those are skippies. Call them what you want. I'm wearing them. I don't give a fuck. But, um, because they were red and I love the color red. So, chocolate girl with red? Shit. So... They would. They would they would take people's stuff, take their jewelry, um, pull their hair, curse at them or whatever. So my brothers and them would sit. It was like a little bar, like these three little bars, like metal that you can, you're supposed to put your trays on. My brothers and them would sit there. So they seen some of the shit that was going on. That's why they never left my ass. And then when I got older and started taking up for myself and shit, I would go to summer camp and I remember Chill Will was my one of my counselors. And this nigga, is, it's nice outside. We want to go outside. And he um sitting there flirting with a girl. Going to tell us, oh, we got to sit here. I said, man, I'm going to get my brothers and they're going to jump you. And I'm getting the hell up out of here. I left. And when they asked me why, I said, because that's all he do is sit here and, and flirt with the girls. He don't, we not going outside. We're not doing nothing. He was like, oh, you a problem. I don't care. And even now as we grown, Chill would be like, yo, I was a counselor. And I quit. I left. Because you used to make us sit in the fucking lunchroom all day. Like, no. He was like, oh, you was me and Tanya. i never forget my best friend Tanya. So, yeah. But, um, we got we to gotta do better. You just can't start trusting people around your children. We got to do better. And for y'all sisters that have these men that are coming to y'all, that are telling you what happened. Don't don't shrug them off. Don't stoop down and be like, oh, you fucking gay. No, no, they were babies. They didn't know. They did not know. Don't wait until you argue and you want to post it all on social media or tell everybody, oh, well, you know, his uncle raped him or this, the babysitter raped him. Don't do that. That's If a man trusts you or a woman trusts you enough to tell you what happened to them, they trust you. They're opening up themselves to you. You know, somebody had five cents and they gave it away to the person they loved. And the person looked and was like, that's, that's it? So I gave you everything I had. And that's what he had, five cents. That was amazing to me. Don't dumb it down or make them feel like they ain't shit. That's not what we're here for. And for y'all healers and readers and all of that, do not make a person feel fucking bad like they're the victims. And don't use it with their names unless they tell you. And or make them hold it as a threat and be like, because I heard stories and be like, um, well, I'll tell if you don't if you don't pay me this or the spirit said, you know, thank you for coming clean. But you got to you got to pay me this amount so I can keep quiet. What fuck are you? Silly fucking rabbits. Like, yeah, nah, no, 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 no. We have to protect our young. We have to protect our women. Because there's also, even in the spiritual community, not only children, women, men, men, 
You got men that are saying they're God children and sucking their dicks and all of that. Come on, people. Come on. Come on. And they know. Sad part is they know. And nobody will say nothing. Because they don't want to. They don't want to be the one to blow the whistle. They don't want to be the one to be hated on. They don't want that. But you don't tell me that the Risha don't see. You don't tell me that Egon don't see. You don't tell me that Alofi don't see. You don't tell me that Oshun, Ibukule, the eyes don't see. They see. Oh, they see. Yamayasi. Oyasi. Yewasi. Obasi. Everybody sees. But you can say, oh no, they told me about this and I gotta believe them. No. 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 Mm -mm. Oh, but they blessed. They being blessed. You know, they got money. But you don't, you don't see. This is a, a culture. It's a life. Sickness is in there. It's in the veins of the tree, the roots. But nobody sees. And when you do start speaking up, people uh, label you as crazy, as an outcast. They'll start speaking another language. And talking about you. Or nobody's inviting you nowhere. Because you blew the whistle. Or you made light on something. That everybody knew. I was told one time. Don't expose people. If you can't expose the very ones that are around you. I said you're right. And I had to sit back. And say wow. And step away. And then I get stuff like this. I don't know why. I didn't ask for it. I really didn't, truthfully. I didn't. I asked to be a help in the community. To help my people. That's what I asked for. As well as helping my family. Can't have just the dessert. Gotta eat all the meal. And I understand that now. Be ridiculed and all that. I, I went through that shit for four years. I'm already an outcast. So it don't bother me. But it's time. It's time. Let's start healing the village. Take back the village. These people are sick. They're sick. How you put beads on somebody and then turn around and suck their dick while you putting beads on them? How, how do you do that? How do you feel upon your, your guard kids? How do you do that? How do you as a counselor or someone in a higher position take advantage of children? Young boys. And these people will sit there and be like, oh, because they doing this and this, so this. But they just found their own way of manipulating and taking advantage of. But we can't talk about that. You know what we talk about? If they crown right. 
or who's their godparent or who's fucking who and who's sitting around worrying about who fucking who. But when it comes to the real things, the real things that the healing and all that need, motherfuckers turn their eyes and turn, close their eyes and turn their head. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't want that part. We over here, you know, this girl is trying to sleep with this drummer or, or this chick is over here doing brouhaha to, to mess up a relationship. Fuck all of that. What about the ones that's being manipulated, being raped, being touched, being abused? Why not we not focus on that? Why we not doing about that? The women that are being raped, that's being silenced because these people are high up. Because we don't want to say nothing because we don't want to be invited and miss our invitation to the fucking drummings or whatever. No, no, no. We can't do that. No. Or we'll sit here and talk about, well, you don't know how to maneuver, so I don't know why you're worrying about anything. I wouldn't give a fuck if I don't know how to pray in fucking English, Spanish, or fucking Hindu. I don't care. What I care about is, that's not right. Why y'all doing that? Yo, you can't do that to kids. Hey, y'all see this? One time in uh, Atlanta, they had said homelessness is like dog shit. Everybody see it. Everybody smell it. Nobody want to clean it. Well, you know what I'm going to say? Predators uh, in the spiritual community are dog shit. Everybody see it. Everybody smell it. Everybody know it's there. Nobody don't want to clean it up. Because with the predators come money and information. Telling you. With the predators come money and information. They will put themselves in a place where they can have a cash flow. So they can have an open feel of getting your children or your women or your men. Telling you. Follow the money, you follow a lot of shit. Somebody told me once, when I was exposed to these people, they said, if I bail, you're going down the hole. You're shaking a tree, a lot of stuff is going to come out. Spiritual as well as regular. You're not going to be light. They're going to attack you. He said, but know that no one is going to sit with you. He said, I'm telling you, no one's going to sit with you. It's dark at that table. He said, and the very ones you sit next to, a lot of them have the same shit. He said, just be careful. Be careful. I said, okay. Okay. Because a lot of them, you wonder, why? Why? Why people are not telling on people? But I've seen just how the spiritual community is. They make the victim... And will embarrass them, make it feel like it's their fault. They're already vulnerable. Make it feel like their fault. They would call authorities on people's kids. I mean, they'll do all kinds of shit. Because you, they don't want to lose their position of power and money and their access to these people. <sighs> My mom and them used to do this, and Angel had said it one time, and I, I said, wow. Protect your babies. Protect your babies. Tell your old hoodoo ritual, little symbolic. You are either use a bear or a tiger. Well, yeah, a tiger. And, you know, they used to have, because you were going, oh, that's why stuff used to be hidden in plain sight. You know how you'll go in someone's house and you'll see the tiger with all the little tigers around them? 
That's an old protection. They would name those tigers after those baby tigers after their children. And they had a big tiger for them. And they would protect them. The same way. So now you get those little stuffed animals. And you name your children. Those tigers. And you get a big mama tiger. And you put it there. Even a lion. If, you're not, if you don't have a man in your house, you put that lion up there. And you name him. And he'll protect your family while you're not there. It's a whole hoodoo root work back in the day. I'm telling you, we have to pull out everything we know now, babes, to to protect these babies and protect these women and these men, protect the village. I'm going to tell you again. And if you don't know and you forget, then hit me up. I'll make sure you'll get the understanding. But we got to protect those babies. Catch me tonight. We're going to further this conversation on Instagram. Conversations with Ifa Bayo. Catch me tonight, 7 o'clock on Instagram.